July 24th, Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our distress, for we don't even know what we should pray for, nor how we should pray. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. For God knew His people in advance, and He chose them to become like His Son, so that His Son would be the firstborn with many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, He called them to come to Him, and He gave them right standing with Himself, and He promised them His glory. What can we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since God did not spare even His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, won't God, who gave us Christ, also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for His own? Will God? No! He is the one who has given us right standing with Himself. Who then will condemn us? Will Christ Jesus? No! For He is the one who died for us, and was raised to life for us, and is sitting at the place of honor next to God, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean He no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity, or are persecuted, or are hungry or cold, or in danger or threatened with death? Even the Scriptures say, For your sake we are killed every day, we are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from His love. Death can't, and life can't, the angels can't, and the demons can't. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, and even the powers of hell can't keep God's love away. Whether we are high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. In the book of Job, you know the story there. Job cries out in, in understandable pain and he begins to demand of God an explanation for what is unfolding. Essentially asking God to explain, why is this happening to me? How is it that you're working through this? And he demands that the Lord of all creation explain himself. God begins to respond to Job in chapter 38. Then the Lord answered Job out of the storm. And he said, Who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? While all the morning stars sang together, and all the angels shouted for joy. 
God didn't show up to explain himself. God shows up and begins to pepper Job with questions. He's been listening to it for 37 chapters, and now he turns around and asks you himself for 129 verses. God just throws out question after question after question of things that Job could not possibly understand. But all of these questions that God is raising to Job in those chapters point to a single truth. God revealed through Isaiah this truth long ago when he said, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Remember how the book of Job ends? Not, not the epilogue where he gets everything back, but before that. God appears to Job in the storm. Job has been challenging God for 37 chapters. And God appears to him in the storm, and then God turns the tables on him and he begins to say, well, where were you when this happened? Can you explain this? And can you understand that? But at the end of the day, God never answered Job's question. Why is this happening to me? Job died never having known why. I love how Job responds. It takes him a while, but he eventually gets there. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see It is so easy to be content knowing about God knowing what people have said about God and definitions about God and theology about God and doctrine and all of these explanations which have their place and have value. But if we are satisfied knowing about God instead of walking with God, then we will be disappointed because we need that closeness of relationship with Him. Don't be content just hearing about God with the ear. See Him with your heart. Don't just try to ask and understand questions with your mind. Walk by faith. And then you begin to see. This is the truth for all who have placed their faith in Christ and walk in Him in obedience. That you never walk alone. That is Mysterium Tremendum.